Today's scripture comes from Isaiah 9, verses 2, 6, and 7. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. For, uh, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever, the zeal of the Lord Almighty. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So this week I read an article that coupled two words in a very interesting way. The two words were defiant joy. And when I read the article and saw those two words, I thought about our passage this morning, Isaiah chapter 9. Let me read it for you again. Nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who were in distress. In the past, he humbled Zebulun, And the land of Naphtali. But in the future he will honor Galilee of the nations by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation, increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest. For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government, there will be no end. Defiant joy. Words of hope and joy spoken into the darkest night. The night when the people of Israel had been taken captive by a foreign power. The night when they lamented they had walked away from God because God's promise to them was not you're the greatest nation in the world. God's promise to them is you're my people and I want to demonstrate my love to the nations through you in spite of who you are. But said God, if you walk away from me, you walk away from the canopy of my protection. They walked away from God and it's automatic. The canopy of his protection disappears in a larger, more powerful nation as we know over and over again in history, puts them into captivity. But into that darkness, in the land of Zebulun and Naphtali, which were first conquered by the Assyrians, a light's going to shine. It's the way along the sea, the author describes it. It's a section from northern Israel to southern Israel all the way to Egypt. As a matter of fact, it was a heavily trafficked highway, shall we say, from Mesopotamia all the way to Egypt. In that place, that place of darkness, a light is going to shine. 
In other words, the prophet says in so many words, captivity seems endless, doesn't it? Can you imagine the hopelessness of the endless war that the people of Ukraine are going through? God speaks through the prophet into the darkness and he said it won't last forever. There's a good news coming. For unto you a child will be born, a ruler, a king, wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. The words roll off our tongue because they, we know them so well. But let me remind you of the meaning of the words, wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. That's no ordinary human being. No ordinary human being could step into those titles. Only God himself could. And the prophet in chapter 9 predicts God stepping onto this landscape. The son of God, Jesus Christ. When he steps onto the landscape, he doesn't put down oppression with more oppression. He doesn't put down war with more war. The Prince of Peace, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Wonderful Counselor steps into the reality of a broken, dark world. And he destroys the problem. He doesn't start another war. He destroys the problem, which is sin. And how does he destroy the problem? He becomes sin for us. He takes the wrath of sin on himself so that freedom through the wonderful counselor, the prince of peace, the mighty God, the everlasting father is real. It's real in his body. It was real then. And it's real today. This passage announces his first coming. It took forever. It took forever for those people who were already long gone in that day. And for the people who followed them to see the Messiah. And some people got it and some people didn't. And here we are again, my friends. Here we are again. In a place of deep darkness. In a place where our world is shrouded in darkness and pain and war and conflict. And the same message comes to us. Wonderful counselor, mighty God, prince of peace. He is coming. He's coming again. It's the second advent that we anticipate. It's the first advent that we remember. That mighty God he promises is coming. And he will finish what he began. And how do we wait? We wait with joy. We wait with defiant joy. You know, the promise that we hear in the songs and we read in the scripture. Do you know how that promise is proclaimed a million times over? It's proclaimed a million times over when the people of God express their unmistakable joy in the midst of the darkness. 
when in spite of the fact that things are going wrong, we shout defiantly joy because Christ has come. That's how the prophet's words continue to echo in our history. Well, what about the application? A little bit further, what's, what's our job? Our job in this season and always is to share the joy. To share the joy so that others might have hope. It's our job to shine the light into the darkness. It's our responsibility, if we believe, to point out the light when we see it. Wherever it dawns. You know, my friends, I'm as bothered as you by the increasing secularity of Christmas. I actually believe that probably most people have allowed Santa Claus and Frosty the Snowman to eclipse the baby in the manger. I do know this, that in my neighborhood, we're the only family that has a nativity scene in our front yard. I lament that loss in our culture. And sometimes I want to take up the cry, leave Christ in Christmas. I do. However, however, there's also another way. Do you remember the passage in Philippians chapter 4? Where Paul says, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be made known to all people for the Lord is near. Don't be anxious about anything, but in prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds. But this one we often forget. The words that follow are so amazing. He's first talking about Jesus Christ and then he transitions to this. But whatever. I want you to remember to rejoice over whatever is true. Whatever is noble, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, whatever is excellent, whatever is praiseworthy, think about those things and rejoice. Is it possible that Paul's admonition applies to us today to think about what Christ has done for us and to point to the good things around us, which actually is the presence of God? Our God is too small if we limit him to our particular understanding of Jesus. Oh, our understanding of Jesus is quite correct. I embrace it for my life, but I look around me and not everybody gets it. Not everybody has the same understanding, but everybody, everybody, somewhere along the way, experiences the light of hope, the light of grace, the light of peace, the light of love. And when you see it, point to it and say, there it is. The light is shining. There's our job, friends. Our job is to express defiant joy.
everywhere we see it. Let's pray. God, you've given us the greatest gift that humanity ever knew. You've given us in your word an understanding of that gift that goes incredibly deep. You've helped us to understand that that gift is more than here and now, today and tomorrow, but the gift is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord, and for that we thank you. But, oh God, many, many people in our world, they don't see the gift. And sometimes we feel compelled to shout it, maybe even in an angry way. But Lord, at least, at least allow us in this season to pause and to point to the light, to point to hope and joy and love and peace wherever we find it. And let our pointing be a lamppost to the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace so that your kingdom will come and your will will be done on earth just like it is in heaven, we pray. Amen.